The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining us. She's a member of the House Financial Services Committee. I'm in Houston still. I, I, I love it so much I can't get out of here, Congresswoman. Great job on the hosting of the debate last night. What would you think of it? Oh, Kevin, I thought it was great. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, uh, that is my alma mater, TSU, where, where it was ho- hosted and uh, went to the law school there. And I just cannot believe how they transformed uh, that, that building and what a great job they did. Uh, much like the great job that all the candidates did during the debate, I was very impressed. And I think we have a great uh, group of experienced, diverse people, passionate about service and working for the people. You know, Congresswoman, we were talking about this all inside of the spin room and, and even with a con- your colleague, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, who, by the way, gave me an excellent recommendation for some Mexican food here in Houston. And before I let you go, you got to tell me where to get the best Mexican food here in Houston is, because this it's just such a food city and you guys have excellent restaurants. But before we talk food, let's talk policy and the importance of Texas not just whether or not it's going to turn purple or whether it will turn purple, but the importance that Texas plays in the Democratic primary process. Tell me how crucial it is, Texas, and on Super Tuesday. Well, I think Texas will be a critical state, and I think that ground zero for Texas is right here in Harris County in Houston. Uh, You know, that with the population growth, the demographic growth, and the um, excitement that we have uh, and all the work, quite frankly, that we've invested in the last decade in registering voters, getting people motivated, getting them engaged, uh, I think you're going to see some great numbers that we expect, about 11 million people to vote. Uh, and we've, we've been successful at increasing uh, every time uh, the number of uh, turnout between um, the 14 elections and the 18, uh, we increased uh, voter turnout by almost 18 percent. And that's significant. And we, we hope to to uh, uh, to increase that even more for, for 2020. This is such an important point. Joining us on the line, Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia. She's a Democrat who represents uh, Texas's 29th congressional uh, district. Uh, she's also a member of the House Financial Services uh, Committee. Uh, and she's talking just about just how important uh, many of these suburban voters are, not just in the state of Texas, but also uh, these are the independent voters in the general election as well. What do you what economic pitch, Congresswoman, do Democrats need to make? Do they need to take a more Biden-esque centrist approach or an Elizabeth Warren-esque uh, approach in terms of messaging to the economy in a general election? Well, you know, I describe it just a basic bread and butter issue approach. People people worry about their pocketbooks. They worry about their paychecks and they worry about what food they can put on the table. I mean, we really have to focus on going back to the basics uh, because that's what working working in middle class America care about. You know, 
at the end of the day, for them, it's about wages. For them, it's about what they can do for their families, including, you know, a good education and having health care. So it really is about the bread and butter issues, and that's what we need to talk about. Uh, you know, that's why we did focus on raising the minimum wage. That's why we've already passed that bill out of the House. We focused on equal pay for equal work, especially in today's world. The very idea that women may not be earning uh, the same as the man working in the same jobs next to them uh, is just ludicrous. Uh, so we really, uh, we've already passed that bill. So we continue to work on making sure that, that working America, uh, the lower, you know, middle class and, and, and the uh, uh, right. uh, working people um, have have the wages that they they need to be able to uh, to have a good quality of life and, and make sure that their kids can go to school. Two more questions for you. Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia is on the line. She's a Democrat from Texas, uh, and she's been so generous with her time. We're appreciative of it, Congresswoman. Medicare for all. You for it? You against it? Should it should should there be a public private option? Where, where do you stand on Medicare for all? And is it smart for where should the Democratic Party stand on Medicare for all? Well, you know, I, I believe strongly that the first thing we have to do, and of course we've already done it and, and passed the bill, to, to protect the Affordable Care Act. I mean, the Affordable Care Act has been a lifesaver uh, for my district and for over a million people here in Texas. Uh, any any cuts or any changes to the Affordable Care, Care Act will, will hurt uh, a lot of people, and, and particularly working mothers, particularly children, and other vulnerable populations. So I always start with protecting the Affordable Care Act and moving from there. Right. Uh, you know, I'm an old social worker by, by, by trade before I became a lawyer. You know, there's nothing more important uh, than the health care of our workers and our children and our, and our, and our seniors. Uh, so I think it's important that, that we, we, we not make any cuts to Medicare or Medicaid or CHIP program, uh, but that we do look at Medicare and, and make it available to everyone. Uh, I'm not signed up, um, you know, just to be perfectly candid uh, on any of the uh, proposals because I wow. want to see what the final product looks like. I, I'm not too keen. And, on, that many on and a lot of voters, you know, and I said this in the spin room, Congresswoman, I don't blame you. A lot of voters are still making up their mind and they're they're sorting through it. It's so early in the process. You've got everybody running for president, plus Marianne Williamson, and people are people are figuring it out. Last question before I let you go. And but again, it's a very for, complicated issue. And, you know, yeah. before you put your, your sponsor, your name on it, I don't know for me, for everyone else, but for me, I want to, I want to know what the final product's going to look like. I want to see what all the end <laughs> is going to look like. So it's too early, uh, but I'm certainly open to it. All right, last question. Where should I get some tacos after the show tonight? Where's the best place in Houston to get some tacos? Oh, tonight? Well, uh, regrettably, it's tonight, which means my favorite place. And, you know, I always come back home, and that's one of the first stops I make is a good binge of, of, of tacos. But for me, it's Tex-Mex crispy beef tacos. And those you can find at Doña Maria's Restaurant on Navigation, about right. five minutes from downtown Houston. Regrettably, All right, Doña Maria's. They do not serve dinner. They oh, Congresswoman, you're breaking my heart. All right, Congresswoman. I know. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I'll have to come back to Houston uh, for lunch. I'll have to come back to Houston for lunch. The countdown has begun. 
This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.